0: Hi friends, it's Sarah Mae, and this is an episode for everybody, (laughs) Um, for Adam, and it's called How to Get Over It, and it's about how to stop old conflicts from stunting your present life. This is for anybody who is aware of when old issues are entering their present and they know that they don't want that to be happening. So as usual, there are three parts, the what, the why, and the how, the tools. Without further ado, let's do this. The what. Basically, our old memories operate like a trigger pattern system. So think of it like a pinball machine. And the pinball machine is called My Pain Game. And it's kind of the shape of your brain. And it's got all sorts of memories that allow you to define who you are to yourself. And it's also got things like what is allowed to affect you and what you focus on and feel. So you have a little pinball that lies latent. But when it's triggered, it shoots around your brain and activates different zones of these preset actions and emotions and with them kind of a broken record of emotional baggage. The base of this game two little paddles and you get to control what happens when you get triggered. Your emotionally driven reaction depends on how hard and where you choose to hit this ball and if you hit it hard it's going to shoot into pain and drama. When you don't hit it at all It drops off the board. The point is, you are the one who keeps the ball in play. So when it goes into a certain area, it activates all sorts of new triggers that are not controlled by you. Those are little hot spots. And those are the ones that you don't realize are waiting there when you choose to activate this pain game. So you might go through a broken record routine, and then all of a sudden, you're in a whole other mess of painful... Emotions and feeling like you're not getting what you need and you should, and all of a sudden, your whole night has been taken away from you, your whole weekend has been taken away from you, or every Christmas is taken away from you because you're playing out these heavier and heavier routines in this pain game. So, this ball makes its way around back to our hands, and what we tend to do because we feel We are valid in feeling these things, is we shoot it back up again and we replay these series of emotional memories and that kind of redefines ourself. So just like this pinball machine, often it feels like our mind has kind of an unconscious pattern, like that we have no control over it whatsoever and that we are not to blame for the pattern response. However, there is always that moment of clarity before it starts ultimately you have control and you can choose to keep the ball in play or not and your power comes into play when you actually choose to use that control in the moment where it counts so when you have that brief brief moment of awareness you're about to play the game again that's what I'm going to try and help you choose to do differently because aren't you sick of this game? I bet you are. Because you're likely realizing you're losing quality of life, and you're losing memories because of it. And I know if your pain is old enough, it's, it's likely very primitive because it's voiced by the rationale of a child. And the childhood logic, which is very small and petty, is still operating you. And that probably makes you a little bit frustrated at yourself. So even if the situation is recent, and it's totally unrelated to your childhood, the same baggage will pilot your body when that trigger comes up. So decide not to let it, because you're a grown-up now, and grown-ups can look at things and put them down already. Old pain is totally unnecessary, and the only person it's robbing of happiness is you. You are hurt by wasting your valuable moments in an old automated loop of behaviors, thoughts, and reactions, and you're per- perpetuating more of them. So, What's the pattern in all of these? Sideways gut punches. When somebody is looking to have a new and positive experience with you, or perhaps just a new experience with you, and the old broken record starts up again and just sours the new with the old, it steals away the moment. Who loses out? The person trying to connect with you about their life definitely does, and especially you. Because if you're the one with the broken records, you are the one skipping out on whole entire sections of your life. I mean, over time, if you think about how many things you have on repeat, they will take away and redirect conversations like over tens and twenties and thirties of years if you don't check them when you, when you notice them sounding. Don't validate them. Take the reins. And who wants to play the stupid game? It's old, it's dusty, and it's just not fun. Which brings me to the why. Here's the message I am sending you from the future. Listen close. There will be a point in your life when you look back at the time you spent in this stupid game and you will mourn for the time and the experiences you lost to it. The love you lost. The value you could have gotten out of your life and your family and your friends. And it's all gone now. Because just like you, nothing lasts forever. The others who have passed might suddenly stir in you a desire to have changed what you did when they were alive. And just in your own life's focus, you'll see how worthless it was to steal away your own joy by focusing on something that doesn't make you happy, on discontent this is a choice you can make for yourself right now, today. And I know you want to make it. You just haven't, up to this point, done anything to change it. Likely because you just didn't think you could, or maybe you assumed it was your cross to bear. That it was your duty because this pain was real, and because your pain is valid. But that's a myth. That's a myth we all tell ourselves. You don't have to carry it at all, and it doesn't have to define your present at all, and it doesn't have to steal any, anything away from you currently. It all comes down to what you want for your life. Just because you're right to feel something doesn't mean you should feel it. Why? Because this is life, and it's short. And that's just a waste of it. You want something life-changingly wonderful to happen to you? Then do something about it, starting now choose to alter your way of living out this baggage and officially put it down. But it must be a deliberate change you make and it starts by telling yourself, yes, I'm choosing to make this the past. Whether it's recent conflict or just something super old and super heavy, this issue doesn't have to rob you of your current awesomeness in life or even mild happiness, or even just not having to carry it, that's a nice gift to give yourself. You might see yourself telling yourself or telling others the same stories over and over again, and knowing deep down you would rather be present and experiencing what they have to give you, what they're waiting to give you, which is something new and great. And don't feel so bad about having this habit because we all look for validation in others by telling our story. It's kind of a universal way of soothing our hurts by seeking somebody else's sympathy, anybody else's sympathy and understanding again and again. We all want to be seen. We all want to be validated. We want our thinking and more importantly, our pain to be witnessed. But that compulsion is not a beneficial one. It's robbing you of your present joy, as well as the novelty of your experiences. You can't even see what they are because you're so stuck in this pattern. Which brings me to, hopefully, the tools that will help you move out of them. And the tools are a little bit simple or blunt because that's what this is. It's a button you push or you don't push, the end. Your control over the process it can feel like it's a little bit messy and unrefined and like you're gripping at the dark, in the dark, but it's within your power. It's in your reach. Keep the ball in play or to let it rest. Here we go. Tool number one is called Old Dirty Baby or ODB for short. So imagine you have kind of an old baby, an old dirty baby. Living on your shoulder, and it's just kind of hanging on your neck. And every so often, it just stands up in the middle of your experiences and it starts to tell its old story about how poor and sad and hurt it is, and how much it can never be repaid for all the damage that's been done. Just think of it like it's a hobo baby, just never aged past the age of its damage. But man, it's really annoying and it's. Loud and it can't stop complaining. And maybe it's a cute baby. Maybe it deserves love. Maybe it's sad and mournful and it just wants to be soothed and coddled. Whatever your baby is, (laughs) it's old. It's frozen in time and it's at a young age where it's no longer living. It can't ever be soothed. And that old baby's pain is not yours. So, what you need to do when your broken record baggage starts to play out and you start to notice it is remember that it's that baby talking and do your own work to soothe yourself and ignore it. You've got to go about your actions, sometimes while the baby is yelling for attention, and be adult despite it. So, when you see this happening, see this emotional trigger happening, you have to say to yourself, This is old and it's not current. It's not me. And stop the loop dead in its tracks. It's your job to stop your broken records from taking the wheel of your life because you're making that decision now. So if you're not a smoker, you don't smoke. So if you're serious about changing your behavior, in the moment it's happening, stop and be diligent. Check yourself. It'll be what your, your natural inclination is to do, and you'll feel like it's valid and that You might get the reaction you want, but it's not helping you. Despite how valid it is or how relevant it is, you're choosing not to live in this time anymore. So be an adult. Stop yourself. Redirect the conversation. Redirect your attention. Redirect your energy. Do something to soothe the emotional byproducts. And don't dwell there anymore. So that's the first one. ODB. (laughs) Tool number two um, is an empathy practice and I've already given this on a past episode but it's really relevant to this topic so I'm going to give it to you again but this is something you could do every day and it's something to train yourself to be better at not being emotionally hurt or triggered by others really really helpful and do it as often as you can just in places that you're just hanging out like in the elevator or in traffic wherever it is do this in your mind so basically I want you. To- you to close your eyes and then now picture somebody you know is suffering, and send them love. send them relief. Think of how they're suffering and imagine just energy coming out of you and soothing them. Next, I want you to think of a stranger you don't know that you've seen today. And imagine they're suffering. Imagine something that they're struggling with. And now I want you to send that person love. Imagine physical energy coming out of you and just reaching them and soothing them. Just send them a wish of relief. Now I want you to think of yourself and the ways that you suffer or anything that you're fighting with or working on in yourself and feel sympathy and empathy for yourself. And now send yourself love. Wish yourself relief and imagine yourself now being wrapped in relief. And last, I want you to picture somebody you dislike, someone you've been in conflict with, somebody you have a hard time with. And now picture their pain. Picture them suffering and struggling and working on things that really hurt them. And now I want you to send them a wish of relief. Picture yourself physically sending out energy and love that soothes them. And that's it. That's the empathy practice. So practice this just quickly in your mind whenever you're in a quiet moment. And over time, it'll actually make you literally more self-loving and also more Empathetic and able to tolerate more than you could previously. That's number two. Number three, uh, this is called get out of your own soap. Imagine you are on a soap opera and you are in, let's say, one of those soap operas that's got five or six different stories that continue on with different characters. In this case, it's about, let's say, family or friends or whatever your Particular conflicts happen to involve. So this is kind of a visualization to help you in those moments when you're uh, getting dragged down by your old baggage. Because when you have emotional damage that happens to you at any age really, but if, if you're young especially, you end up developing an adult tendency to make everything about you, or a re- reflection of you. And you put yourself at the center of Of the show. And when you do that, not only do you hurt more, but you lose awareness of how you are affecting others and how they might be suffering. And you stop seeing how they are hurting and they're trying their best or possibly trying to reach out to you in their own way. So, in those moments when you're feeling like, woe is me and poor me, put down your script and basically try a new role. Step back and look at this moment, this scene you're in as something new, something you have to react to versus going into your script. So in order to distance yourself enough from the drama, you have to sometimes try on somebody else's heart. So when you're in that me-me-me zone, like look at another person's perspective and try on their pain. Try to see the situation from their perspective and assume it's something valid based on their experiences. Just as a starting point, always assume they have a reason they are acting this way. They have a a reason that they are screwed up or hurting or angry or whatever it is. And this, this soap opera, it's about a family and each story is valid. Just don't be the star of the melodrama. Just step out of your anger and try on another perspective. And if the person is mean, then assume that they have been hurt. If the person is crazy, assume that they are sick. If they're disconnected, see that they are in numb hiding. Everyone has a valid reason for becoming who they are. And kind of once you can see things from that vantage point, you stop hurting because they are them. And you empower yourself to choose how you want to react. You also enable yourself to receive the gifts that they are capable of giving you. And there are a lot more than you can see from when you are locked up in a star van. (laughs) Um, I know this one doesn't work if you're really suffering and uh, in the processing part of dealing with baggage because that's when you have to really feel angry. Like if you're feeling so angry, you can't even tolerate being around them. That's a good sign because it means you're healing. But that's a sign you are processing the truth. And you need to process that. You need to get mad about this and then purge it because otherwise it's just going to convert into depression. So this stage is necessary. And yes, it can get intense and even scary just to feel like the rage that is inside of you. um, But move through it separately as much as possible because it's not good to just you know unleash anger that people are not going to understand onto them so come back to your loved ones when you are ready and it is safe for you moving on the next tool i have is called treat the fever just the fever got the fever so i know often it's really hard to stop yourself from getting emotionally dragged into kind of the emotionally painful loops Because there are others that trigger you, the other people you're with can kind of set you off and put you in a very old place, like in a second, all of a sudden you feel like a child or you feel like you're back in this place you didn't want to be and you've grown out of. But in those moments, you have a choice to stay there or to help yourself and soothe yourself. Um... And sometimes it helps to, to know that if you look at it like it was a fever, like it was a cold, like a brief sickness that's in your body, and you really have to just focus on treating the physical piece of the emotions as their own separate problem. Instead of an emotional conflict that you have to solve, just treat it like this chemical thing in your body, and it's going to run a little hot for a bit, and then it's going to pass, but you need to take steps to take care of yourself. So that means often removing yourself from the trigger, taking a rest, watching a comedy, maybe eating some soup and sleeping it off. And maybe this emotion, you know, doesn't have to have so much weight. Maybe this experience doesn't have to have so much power over you that you have to honor and spend time thinking about. You don't have to choose to spend so much time in every single thing that happens. Because if you just treat the symptoms like ah, i feel awful and um, emotionally overwhelmed and triggered and da da and you go let's say to a yoga class or you go hiking or you try meditation um basically you get your chemicals back to normal then you can come back to your life and reapproach it as a rational balanced person and decide how you want to handle it and it doesn't mean you have to go back to it it means you can choose like maybe i want to move past this right away so just treat every single trigger behavior as just an opportunity for you to choose what you want to make out of it. And I also recommend really knowing yourself and writing down kind of your trigger zones, like basically what your emotional baggage problem areas are. So what are the topics? What are the locations? What are the situations or the conversations or the people that bring out your fever zones? Because when you are aware of those things, You can kind of prep before you enter them and know it's going to maybe happen and then be able to go help yourself immediately in those individual instances because you get to decide if something is worth spending more time on. And you have to be very deliberate in the way you steer this part of your life moving forward. You get to choose. Do I want to spend time dwelling in this or do I want to move on? If you're wondering how you soothe if you don't already have this i recommend creating your own 911 list and that's basically like i would say 10 to 12 things that work best for you when you are emotionally overwhelmed so what sobers you what calms you um for me it's hiking yoga breathing exercise and being outside being in nature uh so i like to smoke meat on my smoker So, you could create your own list. And I would say anything that involves exercise is a plus, and the most effective and accessible things should go first. Those are the tools. I hope you enjoyed them. Um, So, in closing, this is what I want to leave you with Do you want results or do you want to be right? Because from the place you're standing right now in your life, in your personal growth, you could not imagine the gifts you will receive in your life once you are open to receiving them. And I think why you're listening to this is because you'd like to work your ass off and choose this good life, this rich with memories and experiences with people that you would have missed if you had chosen not to do it at all, to be the bigger person, to grow past all of the stuff you shouldn't have to grow past. You want to grow, and you can much bigger than this stuff, but you have to make that decision and then you have to be very intentional in your actions moving forward and you have to alter your reactions when you have those kind of built-in trigger moments. You have to accept the truth now that people in your life will never be who they should be, who you want them to be, and you must accept it, know it, and move forward anyway because you might get something great out of them as they are it won't be ideal it won't be what it should be but it'll be great and you will you are right now not in a position to receive those even if they were there you wouldn't be able to get them because of just being emotionally blocked off my point is you don't win anything by allowing the shit to affect you if you're thinking to yourself, well, I have conflicts with people and those people are the ones that won't let me stop living out the broken records. Am I crazy? When I try to be around them, they're the ones who bring it up in me. Uh, no, you're absolutely not crazy. And all the people you who have caused you emotional harm, who kind of connect you to baggage, are they to blame? Probably yes. Probably most all of the time. However, there are probably lots of times that you are seeing it more you're feeling it more than it really exists you're feeling it worse than it is or it would be only because of the age it's tied to and also because your triggers are so raw to this person because of how likely vulnerable you are to them which is not to blame you in any way it's neither here nor there but when you are intentionally open to receiving some anything from somebody and you do not allow their pain to become your pain suddenly you can love somebody suddenly you can feel such adoration for just this person no matter how screwed up they happen to be and it's not in your head and it's also I would say likely not their fault there's a culturally inherited sense of meanness or punishing that people take on. And it's kind of a universally agreed upon term for what someone should be or what family should be, what friends should do, who, what's good, what's bad. It's kind of like we have a cultural construct of what is good enough, what is loving, what is hurtful and whatever this definition happens to be for you will kind of designate how you have to feel about whatever conflict you're in so i want you to step back from those definitions and those words and those cultural constructs and just remember you get to decide mm, maybe it doesn't matter maybe good enough is not what i have and Maybe that's not a big deal. Maybe I can still choose something. Because when it comes to culture, it's learned. And the person that you're picturing has learned their way of living. So we subscribe to the currency of what is right and what is wrong and what we should have as family members. And it becomes this binding rule for how we should feel about everything, and you are not bound by those rules. In fact, there are many, many, many individuals who are worth loving, who are so far from what culture deems good and perfect, and they're so far from who we might deserve them to be, but that doesn't mean they're not worth being with ever in any shape or form. So just imagine this piece of a relationship for a moment, just separate from this person. Just imagine somebody you love. Imagine when you are around somebody you love, and you're in separate rooms, and you're not even speaking, but you're still together. And that is a wonderful feeling, just being around them. And that's what is most amazing, is life in somebody's presence, somebody's spirit. And have you ever noticed just how wonderful that can feel? How you crave proximity, and it becomes like a comfort. And that is something you could have. It's very small, but it's also very great. When you block someone out of your life, they become a void in just their physical presence, their life. And that's what your brain, when you allow it to rule you, steals from you for your entire lifespan and that's just not worth it so give yourself the opportunity to step back and choose imperfect let your story be written each day and allow each experience to exist unto itself and invite change don't block yourself from enjoying what might be offered up to you no matter how small And you might not get what you want from others, but you can set yourself up to be happy and get the most out of them. And you can control how you encode each experience with good or bad. Expect nothing to come from those that you have issues with. But choose to show show up as your best self and choose to show up as your biggest self, regardless of the result, regardless of whether or not they deserve you. And once you start to expect only that you will have an experience that you've chosen for yourself as a gift and that you will feel great about who you are and you will not hurt based on anybody else's actions, you suddenly see all that exists around you that is just beyond a gift of an experience you actually start to receive gifts, like beyond what you would ever expect, once you just start showing up as that person that's not judging, that's not anticipating, that's just there with love. So live your life this way, and I will bet you'll be dumbfounded by how much good comes your way. Because these moments are there all the time, but just now they pass you by in shadow because of all the pain. So that's all folks. I hope you enjoyed this and I would love to hear if this was helpful at all. If you like this please let me know in a review Um, and that's the best way to say thank you to me. Whether it's a review on iTunes or SoundCloud or if you share it, it, helps me quite a bit and I treasure the words. I also love letters but love 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 your reviews. And I have so many new ones and they're awesome. Um, from G Walling or Gwalling. It was so sweet. Uh, my Soothing and Helpful <laughs> review by Podcast Listener 88. I love that one too. And uh, Always Room for Improvement by Ajemaya. Apologies for not saying that right. Um, that one like moved the shit out of me very sweet thank you so much and uh mm-hmm. i'll be thinking of you i hope this helped mm-hmm. i send you my love and vibes of strength mm-hmm. and enthusiasm mm-hmm. and i will be cheering you on invisibly during your weaker moments so don't give up believe in you you can do this mild